Are you content with your content? That's the new series that we're on. And today, we're doing part one. Where does the universal hunger for content come from? Do you find yourself daily, habitually, and sometimes even mindlessly looking for information on the web? You crave for certain websites and certain uh, um, streaming uh, sites at night or even in the morning or during the day, right? And um, you may even feel like binge watching lots and lots of videos, right? In this time and age, because there's so much, so much out there. And yet you, you come away feeling maybe excited and, um, uh, some pleasure for a short while, but ultimately walking away, still feeling empty, and maybe maybe even thinking that I've wasted a lot of time and my life. Well, the internet definitely did not make people more hungry for content. It merely revealed a universal hunger with even greater clarity. But where does this universal hunger for content come from? Well, first, let's define content. Right? When it's used as a verb or even an adjective, uh, it is to be at peace or satisfied. Right? There's, there's verb of, ver verbs of action, right? to do, uh, verbs of action or verbs of doing, doing something. And then there's verbs of being, meaning being in a state. So content, or con being content right, is a state of being at peace, being, being at satisfied. Uh, but when it's used as a noun, right, which, is a, which is a person, object, or thing, uh, a place or thing, right? It refers to items contained within something. And more recently, right, it refers to information found on the internet. So there's being content, which is to be at peace, to be satisfied. And then there is the um, looking or hungering for content, which is the noun, which is looking for information on the internet. Where does this hunger for content come from? Well, go with me to your Bibles if you have it in, in Genesis chapter 1. And let's begin right there at the very beginning. Right? Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right? The sovereign king and, and, and uh, divine being, the uncreated one who existed, self-existing one, the self-sufficient one, who does not need to explain right his existence he he starts off revealing himself right in the beginning god created the heavens and, and the earth and and then he speaks creation into existence right god can call something out of nothing right because that's 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 one of his abilities as the divine being right god God saying in verse 3, let there be light. And from verse 3 onwards, we see the creation of uh, the universe and the world. And finally, when it comes to, uh, he create after he creates the creatures, creatures like uh, the, the things, the, the, the things in the waters, right? And the things on the land. Then in verse 26, 
God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Man is to have dominion over the world to take care of the world that God has created. In verse 27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Uh, him. Male and female, he created them. So God created uh, male and female in his image and he blessed them. Uh, cause them to be fruitful and multiply and uh, tells them that he gives them every single thing to eat um, and then in chapter 2 of Genesis uh, a more detailed account of the creation of man and woman is given where while God calls creation into existence he, he creates man with his own hands Right? He forms man uh, um, from, in the, um, verse 7, right? The Lord God, then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Right? So God formed with his own hands the very first human. And, and uh, he placed, you go to verse uh, 15, then the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. Give him a job. right? Give him give him good work. right? And verse 16, the Lord God commanded the man saying, from any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, you will surely die. And here we come. I think with, with a very strong case of where does this universal hunger for content come from? We can see here that man and later woman were created to receive God's words. Right Now, there's, there's two, two, two I, I would say there's two content, two types of content here. Verse 15, he would, man was put in the garden to cultivate and keep it. So when you're put in a place in the garden, to cultivate and keep it. Just looking around at creation, looking at nature, looking at all the creatures, all that is content as well, right? All that is information. Right? As long as you are in God's world, there is information all around you, right? Even before the internet existed, uh, there is information. You, you, you open your eyes immediately, you start seeing things. You start seeing something, right? And, and all that is also information. Right? So there is a natural revelation, right? Natural revelation that that uh, that gives us content, right? That of course, because it's natural or earthly revelation, it it just it is meant to be temporal. So we 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 have this universal hunger to to receive natural revelation or or, or uh, uh, earthly uh, revelation, right? But it is meant to be temporal, right? Um, but then we were also created to receive divine revelation, which is God's words, which gives us eternal satisfaction, right? Natural revelation gives us temporary satisfaction. Eternal or divine revelation gives us eternal satisfaction, right? So, so this, I think, gives us the strongest reasoning here. Why is there this universal hunger for content? Now, it's not done, though, because in verse 
18, then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. And this is the, the, um, the beginnings of looking for the right mate for Adam. And we know that later on, uh, God let Adam look around and, and realize there's, there's no suitable mate. That means there's no other creature, creature on the earth that is a suitable mate other than the one that God makes, a female that is in his image. So, a woman. And so, he, when when uh, humans react, uh, communicate, interact, collaborate with humans, there is also, again, a exchange of information and content. Right? And so, there's this vertical vertical uh, communication with the, the maker, with the creator, right? Where we receive divine revelation. We receive God's words. Right, and that gives us the greatest and and the most uh, complete uh, and eternal satisfaction. But there is this um, receiving of content as well from God's natural revelation, which is in the world, and part of that also involves a horizontal horizontal uh, relationships with other creatures, other human beings, right. Where there is an exchange of content, but we all, we, but that also actually does not give, uh, even though it is probably very very high on natural revelation, right? When you have good friends and good relationships, there is a great degree of satisfaction that comes from that because you've developed a good relationship. There's a there's a good ex, there's there's a meaningful com, communication going on on a regular basis. Uh, there is some satisfaction, but. But uh, when you've gone through life long enough and, and uh, you, you gain more life experience, you know that, that uh, it's, it's difficult. It's very hard in this world, right? And we'll find out, of course, in, in a future episode, why did it become so hard to, to, to maintain and keep good relationships? Because, because uh, nobody can perfectly understand another person. And often we misunderstand one another. We, we fall into conflict, misunderstandings. And, and it's, it's, it's very difficult to to uh to repent to ask for forgiveness to reconcile and very often people after after um many many friendships they may just choose to be all alone and and feel very lonely so but nevertheless this universal hunger for content still remains right and we may just hide in our rooms maybe and and be reading and uh, and this be habitually mindlessly looking for information on the web or um, through other means. But this universal hunger still remains. And we're going to find out in the next episode, in part two, right? Why are we hungry for content but never satisfied? Well, stay tuned. And we'll see you at the next episode. Thank you for visiting the Narrowgate Outpost. We are a small group of volunteers who love our Lord Jesus. Our goal is to refresh other pilgrims on their way to King Jesus by providing truthful and helpful content relevant to those seeking and following God in Southeast Asia, while we do welcome all from other regions. I'm your host, Paul, and I would like to invite you to subscribe to our podcast or come visit us regularly at narrowgateoutpost.org. May you be refreshed on your way to King Jesus. Thank you.